Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 511. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. I won't really be on this week's episode because I unfortunately tested positive for COVID and it's difficult to speak for long periods of time. I wore my mask out in public. I washed my hands even longer than I normally would have, which uh, is already a long amount of time. I socially distanced when I needed to be in a public space. But you really never know how this disease works. Uh, As of now, though, I'm fine. I just have a few symptoms. But I'm still urging absolutely everybody listening to this to wear a mask, wash your hands, sanitize. I traveled through the South, and a lot of people you see down there are not wearing their masks. And I, I just, I don't understand that. So I hope everybody continues to stay safe and, uh... Enjoy marking out. This is marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 511 of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, This is your favorite online listening experience in podcast form, uh, and you can subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications. Um, You can find us on Facebook.com slash Marking Out, Twitter.com slash Marking Out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash Marking Out 11, and Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Marking Out 11. We have merchandise on ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, it's that time of the year as um, next week is Thanksgiving. And Black. it's not just a Black Friday sale. It starts on the 24th, which is Tuesday, at 12 p.m. Central Time and goes to the 30th at 12 p.m. Up to 40% off. There's free giveaways. There's going to be holiday sweaters now. It's going to be wild. So pick up some merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Uh, as you heard in the cold open, Brandon unfortunately will not be with us this week. But you can follow him on both um, Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Uh, but joining me for a portion of the show this week is Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how's it going? It's going great, you know. It it's stinks with that cold open and everything. But yeah, and all the, you- and all and all the people that think that it's not real. Oh no, this is thing. You know, it's gonna blow over after the election. It's hit the market at base. Yeah, we know I it's mean- real. Wait, like 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 Dave works in healthcare. My entire family works in healthcare. Like we've seen it on the front lines, and now it's like it's hit home here. <laughs> I know. You know, we wish Brandon a very speedy recovery, and you know. It's it's scary. It sucks. It's it's a awful COVID era that we live in right now. Yeah, don't be a denier. Don't be like uh, I've seen people. It's like we have to break the chains of this government holding us down because of this disease. No, but they're doing the right thing. Like they just shut down New York City schools, rightfully so. You're trying mm-hmm. to stop the spread. And like, and like people are like, oh, you know, our gym, we had uh, a thousand people come through and not one COVID thing. How do you know that? Yeah. I mean, and God bless, you know, that's great. Knock on wood that that's the only, that that's all gyms out there that this happens with, you know? Sorry. I just, I got a little no, frustrated. Pre- preach brother. You know, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done preaching. I'm, I'm totally on this. I'm, I totally agree with you. I think that this is, this is something that has to be taken care of i don't believe that there should be another shutdown however i believe that people need to take this more seriously than they are mm-hmm. so um yeah. that being said dave how was your week my week was good uh very exhausting week and sometimes it feels like the days just combine i'm sure you know that feeling just as much you know where yep. it, every single day even if it's not the same day over and over, they just get lost within each other. You yep. know? It's a blur. Yeah, exactly. It's a blur. And before you know it, the week has gone by and then a month has gone by. And it's just crazy. But, 
Yeah. How about yours? How was your week? Uh, you know, it was another week. I uh, I played some music on Saturday, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some cool filming on some projects that I don't think I'm not allowed to talk about yet. On Sunday, um, nice. and then you know, just been at my house. I got a new awesome. hard drive for my computer, so I've been importing all the uh, stuff from one hard drive to another. I we have 62 gigs of marking out stuff on this one hard drive that I'm porting over. That's awesome. That's a lot of marking out stuff, and that's not even all of it. But <laughs> uh, Dave is here for a reason, and that reason being Monday Night Raw. Ugh, what a Monday Night Nitro rush. Um, it kicked off with another one of these, you know, multi-man promos with Drew McIntyre coming himself, coming out, put himself over, uh, saying he's going to defeat Randy Orton. And we didn't, we didn't talk about SmackDown last week, but you know, Drew McIntyre made his presence felt on SmackDown, saying, you know, he's going to face Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, and then he talks about Survivor Series. It's an American Thanksgiving tradition. He loves stuffing his face. And he's going to kick off Randy Orton's head tonight. Randy Orton gets on the uh, Jumbotron saying, you know, he's the best. He's been fined all the time. Um, but, you know, he's great. And then the Miz and Morrison make their way out, too. Uh, they talk about, you know, Miz and Mrs. Did you watch last, week, last week's episode? I saw some of it. I I am I love that show. I, Did you? It was. I watched it for the first time, and it was so cringe. Oh really? Yeah, I I just was I just I watched it for Matt and Brian on it, which I, was great. So, and I like I literally had a panic attack thinking that that one Kamala was the Moon Belly Kamala that she opened up. I oh, was I didn't like, see that part. Oh, that was that was like apparently like the basis of the episode. Like Matt bought the Moon Belly Kamala, which is like ten grand because it's oh, it's man. such an elusive variant, and it looked like the. Maurice's mom opened up the figure, but it was actually the other. It was the other Kamala, and I was sitting there having a panic attack. While I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I, I Mark, love Mark, Maurice's Mark. mom. She uh, she's hilarious. Like I I I actually find the show really funny, and it's actually what's fun. It's funny enough that when I do have the TV show on to watch it, my mom ends up finding it entertaining to watch. Yeah, so I can... she'll she'll end up watching it too. The best was when, like, Matt Matt talks about the $10,000 Kamala. They do slow motion. I'm because $10,000 Kamala, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But, yeah, yeah. so the Miz, the Miz and Jomo come out. They do their thing. Uh, you know, the Miz mentions Bray Wyatt uh, and the Fiends. Um, and then, you know, they laugh, and, you know, that that's the end of the segment. So, yeah. you know, another one of these, as I said, crazy multi-man promos starting off your show. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, you have Asuka, Mandy Rhodes, and Dana Brooke picking up the victory over Nia Jax, Sheena Baszler, and Lana. Afterwards, Lana goes through a table again. I, I mean, I'm over it. I'm over it. Time. I know, but like, I don't understand. This is the ninth time, and I get it. Okay, you have the sole survivor picking up the victory for the team, but I don't. I just don't see it getting over. This is just stupid to this point. Yeah, it is. But I, as I said, and I think I said last week, I feel like. They're gonna have a big. There's gonna be a big payoff. Like Lana's gonna be the number one, the, the last sole survivor, or maybe she'll put Nia Jax through a table or something like that. But mm-hmm. it wouldn't be. I don't think it's gonna be the same without fans there. No. I, so, I definitely, yeah, she's gonna be sole survivor. Uh, but I agree, it's it's not gonna have the same feeling. And if even if fans were there, I don't see it really happening I, I don't find Alana that great of a wrestler right now no I, I don't see it either uh, but speaking of fans do you see the reports that the Thunderdome is going to get moved to Tropicana Field wow Coming I did up... not you know no I did not hear that that place is a dump oh no I've been there before they're going from this great Amway Center with you know the potential of the NBA starting back up they're saying the 22nd of December they have to move it out of the way but going from the Amway Center to Tropicana Field yes I know you know it's it, it's gonna hold the same capacity but it is such a dump it is mm-hmm. not a good it, it's not even a good baseball stadium I've been there before um, but it, it's it's in Tampa it's down the road they're saying they're going to have the Royal Rumble there, and then they'll potentially, hopefully, try to have fans back in the stadium the uh, day after the Raw after WrestleMania. I, uh, uh-uh. I am not a fan of that aspect. I'm just not a know? fan of them going to Tropicana Field. <laughs> yeah. but, hey, what do I know? 
Yeah, just three fans. Well, two fans right now. Yeah, two fans right now. Anyway, uh, next up you have the Firefly Funhouse, which is this uh, this dynamic of uh, Bray and Alexa Bliss. It's a lot of fun. And congratulations to Alexa Bliss. Getting, yeah, getting engaged to Ryan Cabrera. I told Rachel that today, and she was like, he's still around? I'm like, yep, and he's <laughs> married. He's marrying Alexa Bliss. So yeah, I, I love this segment. This I, entire... I thought it was funny. I thought it was yeah. really fun. And then it's like, how do you spell jackass? Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can you use it in a sentence? Oh, M-I-Z, which kind of sets up their you know the match that they're going to have later on in the night. Uh, but next up, you have the New Day picking up the victory and successfully defending the Raw Tag Team Championship against the Hurt Business. Um, I thought Cedric Alexander shined in this match. Hitting, you know, he had like three topes or suicide dives out of out of the ring. The third one, he almost got real hurt on, yeah. but he saved himself. But it was uh, the new day picking up the victory at the daybreak, and you got to give uh, props to the new day too, being in gears three. Yeah, I I thought that this was a fun match, and um, it's just I I don't understand where this is all gonna end up going, but. You know, well, I mean, in regards to her business. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know either. So, um, next up, you have to have a little bit, you got to have some team cooperation here. Going into Survivor Series is Sunday, right? Uh, yes. Oh, wow. Um, so, you have Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Sheamus, and Matt Rizzle, Riddle against Retribution. And ladies and gentlemen, it has finally happened. Retribution has won a match. They picked up the victory in this one after a little bit of a, a team scuffle on Team Raw, which allows Ali to drive Riddle into Braun Strowman and roll him up for the win. This is their wow. first win. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I I hated their so... I hated Retribution's entrance. It's just too it's too all over the place for yeah. me. I, I agree. I do, I'm not a big fan of their entrance and stuff like that. But I did enjoy this match. Uh, I thought Slapjack did a great job in there. You know, all of them were are good wrestlers and stuff. But I'm just happy that they finally picked up that victory. Yeah, so am I. So am I. Next up, you have The Miz unsuccessful in defeating in taking on Bray Wyatt. As Bray Wyatt picks up the victory, uh, you know, you have The Miz come out and challenge Bray Wyatt to a match. Then Alexa Bliss comes out and says no. And then... Nikki Cross has been looking for Alexa Bliss all night. You know, this is this has been like kind of like the storyline with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. You know, oh, he's not good for you. You shouldn't be doing this. Uh, yeah. On on the stage scuffle, you have to have Adam Pierce, Pat Buck pull him apart. Then Bray Wyatt comes out, and he comes out and he beats Liver. Uh, I want to say it's a, it was an easy, quick match, but Bray Wyatt picks up the victory. Yeah, one thing I I love the fact that Alexa Bliss was go going at it with Nikki Nikki Cross, and then once Bray Wyatt's theme song hit. She's just full-blown, switched over to happy-go-lucky, smiley, very excited. Um, and I really like this match. I thought that this was a fun match. Um, yeah, it, it was back and forth, but it was expected that Bray Wyatt was going to pick up the victory. Um, but I th- something that I loved the most was that spot. of Alexa The spot Bliss. of the match. Yeah, oh yeah. Alexa Bliss taking out Jomo over the, bar- the barricade. I thought that spot was sick and then what was even better was at the end of the match when Bray Wyatt picked up the victory when it showed the barricade again you had Alexa Bliss kind of um slowly raise her head up from the barricade <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. Just, it was good cinematography and then, she, and then she was just and she was walking on like on the uh the barricade yeah yeah but yeah no fun I again my favorite thing out of, out of Raw is Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss I totally agree with you um uh, uh, unfortunately, both Mandy Rhodes and Dana Brooke cannot compete this Sunday at Survivor Series, and they have been replaced by Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. Um, which apparently Mandy Rhodes has a, legit, a shoot injury. Huh? Yeah. So. Yeah, but you know they're uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler aren't happy about this, but uh, you know they said uh, teaming with these new members is a worse idea than Quibby, which was a thing. <laughs> during quarantine and then it went away um but next up uh we have the wwe championship on the line as we have a new wwe champion in drew mcintyre there's a there was a lot to like go into this beforehand because like after like there was there was this backstage segment with drew mcintyre and sheamus and sheamus is like oh i've got this stuff for you and he gives him he has a blue kilt 
And then he has this sword too that he comes yeah, out with. Yeah, they clay more. Yeah. So and you know he has this cool entrance now. It's like the sword in the stone type thing where he puts it in and fireworks and all that stuff. When you and knew he, was... when you knew he came out with the 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 thing the the, mm-hmm. the kilt and stuff like that, you, you could tell. Like yeah, he's going over tonight. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Like when he came out, I I marked out because it was such a throwback to. Uh, his first attire when he debuted on SmackDown. Yes, you know true. that like the blue kilt and everything. Yeah. So it was such a throwback, and then once he got into the ring with the fireworks and everything like that, I was just like, this is definitely a bit abstract for just a title match on Monday Night Raw. So it played into that sense of he's going over. Yeah. No. And it was a solid match. You know, Randy Orton tried to leave, and Adam Pearce comes out and says, you know, this is a no DQ match. Randy Orton goes through a table. You know chicanery all over the place uh, busted his back open busted his back open he had a couple of marks on his chest but it was a big claymore kick from a reversal of the rko to get drew mcintyre his second wwe championship so congratulations to drew mcintyre yeah and i i actually was a big fan of this match it was back and forth and you really didn't know who was going to win yeah we we saw the pyro and stuff like that but it's Randy Orton, you know? He's like John Cena status, and he's a legend. So at any moment, Randy Orton could have picked up the victory. But I'm more excited to see at Survivor Series, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. I mean, we all know that Roman Reigns is going to win because, you know, Roman Reigns right now is untouchable yeah. when it comes to the, the landscape of the WWE. But mm-hmm. I dig this match more than a Randy Orton-Roman Reigns match. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And I'm sure... Brandon would probably tell you, be telling you right now that it's a heel versus a heel, so they that's probably why they switched it up. Because Roman Reigns being a heel, Randy Orton being a heel, it wouldn't really mesh well. well. Uh, I read earlier this week that like the new plans are now for Drew McIntyre to win the Royal Rumble and face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania this year. Huh. But like the original plans were for Big E to win the Royal Rumble. Well, I, you know, I'm all about Big That's E cool. okay. winning, winning the Royal Rumble. But we'll see. Maybe Randy Orton gets involved with this match. I'll be honest. I, If we don't have fans at the time of the Royal Rumble and stuff, I kind of hope Drew McIntyre doesn't win. Because part of me feels like the reason why they, why they would do that is to kind of give him that that Royal Rumble and WrestleMania moment. Uh, all no, together. He got even the, though he even got the he big Roy, he got the Royal Rumble moment last year. No, yeah, he no, you, yes, that was he, real he life. Everybody, yeah, he did have people at Royal Rumble, but not really WrestleMania that built up to it. Yeah. So, but I don't know if I would be a fan of it, but I am a fan of Drew McIntyre being champion again. I think Randy Orton putting him over is great. Um, and yeah, the quick flip. Okay, sometimes it doesn't work, but for this case, I feel like with it being COVID era. It's very difficult for somebody to maintain a championship status for such a long period of time without becoming potentially a little bit stale. Yeah. Um, especially when you can't play off of the crowd. So for Randy Orton to take the title off of him for a little bit and then for him to kind of breathe some uh, life into uh, the championship ring right now with Drew McIntyre, I'm all for it. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of it myself too. Um what was I going to say? I don't even know what I was going to say. I, like, I, and I think it's funny because the internet I saw was so angry that Randy Orton lost the championship and how he was doing so good and this and that. And it's like these are the same fans that were complaining that Drew McIntyre dropped it to him. But this this is the fan, This is what we both know. The internet wrestling community sucks. Oh, we know t- this. They, they're they're, uh, they're just miserable human beings that can't be happy about anything or like anything. Like today – like the PWI did their like tag team top ten, and mm-hmm. number one's FTR, number two's Kenny Omega and Hamgang Page, number three's the Golden whatever the Golden Lovers or something like that, and then like number four is the North, and like number five is the New Day, and like I agreed with Brandon on this one that I think the North and the New Day should be one and two because a the North has had the Impact tag team titles for almost a freaking almost the entire length. Of, like, their time period that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't pay attention to Impact, so. No, I It's like, what, 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 what to you? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I'm, I was actually going to think whether or not I should ask you who the North is, but I was going to opt out, but I uh, might as well. See Ethan Page and it. Josh Alexander. Ah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's also PWI. Yeah. 
you know. And, and, and Brandon is getting a lot of. Brandon posted the tweet on our Instagram, uh, our Twitter at Marking Out, and mm-hmm. people are going off on him. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then That's we great. have and we have people like Eric that are like, "Up oh, here come the AEW stand boys." <laughs> it's fine. Awesome. So thank you, Eric, for defending us and defending uh, Brandon's, defending Brandon. Right. Uh, we we spoke about Drew McIntyre making himself at SmackDown. One little t- thing we want to touch on about SmackDown because I'm not I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. And yeah. um, um, last you know they had they had a four a four corners women's mat a match which Liv Morgan won I believe. But the bigger story had that was the debuting on SmackDown Chelsea Green, who I could say both of us are a big fan of. Yeah, I, I've been I, marked out for this because I didn't expect it. I totally marked out. I know, and, and there's been those reports like they don't know what they're gonna do with her. Could she go back to NXT? She could be called up on the main roster. But and I like I've been a fan of her since Impact when she was Laurel Van Ness and she had the you know, the hot mess gimmick, which was awesome. Then she had that unbelievable match at at the uh, at All In, yeah. right? At All In that Four Corners Women's match, which was outstanding. I mean, so, you could even you could even say that you were a fan of hers since Tough Enough too. No, I really didn't pay attention to Tough Enough. I thought that you did. No. All right. Yeah. So, um, so, but uh, unfortunately, during the match, she broke her wrist. Mm. You know, it, it, you didn't say alleged reports because she posted the picture on her her yeah. social media. Her fiance, Matt Cardona, said, "You know what? Chelsea broke her wrist. It sucks, but she's gonna yeah. be a star." So, um, we wish a very, very speedy recovery, Chelsea, uh, because we think she's a fantastic performer. And mm-hmm. I think she's the shot you know, to the, that the women's division need needs. I I totally echo that, you know. And it's it's just it sucks, especially on a debut. Yeah. It sucks, you know. And maybe she was supposed we, to win that match. Exactly. Who knows? But we cannot wait for her to get back into that ring. Hopefully, it wasn't um, anything that's really career ending or anything like that. And we can't wait to see what's going to happen next yeah absolutely um yeah so that's uh the raw and uh, a brief uh cliff notes summary of the two things that we remember from smackdown last week uh dave i appreciate you coming on the pod and helping me out with this week so uh now it's going to be to uh, a chris version three show here so let's uh let's continue on and let's kick it over to nxt you start off nxt with leon ruff your NXT North American champion successfully um, winning over Johnny Gargano by via disqualification, though. Damian Priest uh, gets involved, and he punches Leon Ruff in the face, which causes the disqualification. I can, he, I can see where he, he's trying to, you know, lay salt in the wound of Johnny Gargano losing the North American championship. And you know it's that the NXT... I mean, I'm going to jump ahead of myself. At NXT War Games... It's going to be a triple threat match for the North American Championship, which, you know, one, it's either Gargano or Priest are going to come out on top. You have Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes go to a no contest in a blindfold match. Um, the blindfolds were on for maybe shoot two minutes, but it was an interesting part. It was interesting, it was an interesting dynamic to this storyline, which then led to Dexter Loomis beating the ever living hell out of Cameron Grimes all over the Capitol Wrestling Center, and Cameron Grimes powders out. You have, uh, she was revealed last week as, you know, the accomplice to Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. Indy Hartwell is in action with Candice LeRae as they pick up the victory over Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Uh, just showing them off. Um, at some point during the night, too, I forget the lineup. My apologies, Brandon. Uh, Shotzi, they had an outstanding promo for War Games. We had Shotzi Blackheart in the back working on a tank and then playing Black Sabbath War Pigs. So uh, props to them. Bet it costs a, uh, a lot of money to get the rights to uh, to War Pigs, but uh, that's in and inside itself. They have this promo hyping up Arturo Ruiz. We're thinking that he's going to be this, you know, he's, the ne- he's a big grappler and stuff like that. And then he loses to Kushida. I don't understand that. But why wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to have him like a, you can quote, say a quote unquote exhibition match against some other like you know so you could say enhancement talent, you know? Because he, if I'm not mistaken, he was at Raw Raw Undergrounds and they were kind of hyping him up, and then you have him lose to Kushida. Come on, like that doesn't make any sense. If you want to build him as a as a star, 
you have uh, Tony Storm and Ember Moon pick up the victory over Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez after the match. Uh, I mean, I, w- I want to say, too, this NXT was just full of women's action and really good women's action. But post-match, you have Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell come out and assault them, uh, assault Ember Moon and Tony Storm, and then Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez get to pick up, you know, as you can say, pick up the bones after the, their hellacious beating. Um, this is going to set up to a War Games match, so who's going to be on the side of uh, Candice Le- uh, Tony Storm and Ember Moon? Uh, it's going to be Shotzi Blackheart, and then you need another person. But they haven't announced this yet. Timothy Patcher picks up the victory over Austin Gray, the stemming back to last week and the week before. Um, but the bigger story was afterwards, you know, Thatcher's putting all this punishment down on Austin Gray, and Tommaso Ciampa comes out, confronts him face-to-face, and, you know, you see Thatcher saying he has no problem, he has no problem. So expect this to be some sort of match going forward at the next takeover in what was a bloody violent match you had Io Shirai pick up the victory over Rhea Ripley uh Rhea Ripley uh allegedly got a uh, bunch of earrings ripped out of her ear which caused her you know bloody ear but I don't think she got her gauge ripped out which is the most importantly because that would be brutal and I want to see the pictures of her now they said I said that they the NXT Injury report said, you know, her ear is going to go back to somewhat normal. So we'll see. Match itself, again, I said it I said it two seconds ago. A lot of awesome women's action on this NXT, and this spared no exams. You had Rhea Ripley going through the table. As I said, you had the blood. But it was finally um, Io Shirai delivering a moonsault to pick up the victory. Where does Rhea Ripley go from here? Do you think she becomes a member on Team Raw? Because I know they, both Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose are off the team and Lana's now on. Do you add Rhea Ripley to that team? Or do you wait until like WrestleMania season and then kind of maybe she wins the whatever the, the Royal Rumble this year? And by the way, I mean, Dave spoke about it. It's now confirmed that Thunderdome is moving to uh, Tropicana Field, which is a dump. I'm not a fan of it. But anyway, I digress. Immediately, like immediately after this match, Finn Balor pops into the ring, says, you know, he's back. He's got steel plates in his his jaw. I love the camera cut. He says, he goes, yeah, I broke my jaw. Camera cut in two places. Brandon tweeted that at Marking Out. Um, which then leads that new, this new stable with uh, Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, Pete Dunne come out. Pat McAfee, you know, starts talking and stuff like that, talking, talking, talking. But Finn Balor says something. He's like, well, the cat was away. The, mouse, the mice got to play. Well, the cat's back, and I've brought some company. Boom. Undispar- Undisputed Era comes out. Uh, and a big brawl to end off the show where I know everybody was waiting for William Regal to announce it was going to be at War Games, but we all know it's going to be at War Games. He doesn't even have to say it. At War Games! However, they did do it in a WWE Network exclusive that it's going to be Pat McAfee and his group versus the Undisputed Era. At War Games! Um, There is a great Facebook group, uh, or a Facebook page. It's called, like, Simpsons Wrestling Memes. And they did the whole, you know, the say the line, Bart, say the line, Bart, but they said it at, uh, with William Regal. So that was cool. Awesome ending to NXT, uh, and let's kick it over to SmackDown. So SmackDown kicks off with the Street Profits, hyping up uh, Survivor Series this weekend because this is the uh, the go home show for both brands. I mean, you could say Raw and SmackDown are both uh, you know separate shows, but this one showed they were the same show. So you have the Street Profits hyping up that they hype up the Undertaker, then the gongs hit, and it's not the Undertaker, but it's Biggie and a sombrero, which I thought was funny. And Big E hypes up the New Day and says that they're here. He does the old school New Day uh, intro, which then leads to the New Day coming out to the ring. New Day cuts a promo about, you know, how they're the tag team champions. They're then cut off by Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn has some words and Baron Corbin has comes out, has some words. Then Bobby Roode comes out with Dolph Ziggler and then they have some words. There's a big scuffle, the... the Street Profits come out to save the New Day, and then it turns into a big eight-man tag team match. As the New Day and the Street Profits pick up the victory over Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, whatever you want to call him, 
and Dolph Ziggler, you know, kind of hyping up the tag team match here and putting all these guys in the spotlight as a, a fun eight-man match to start off SmackDown. So it was, uh, you know, it was Montez Ford getting that huge, huge frog splash, which they call a cast out for the win. Um, and that was how you started off SmackDown. After this, you have Caleb Braxton backstage with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan we haven't seen since he was put through a table by Jay Uso, cut off by Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn ranting and raving about how, you know, uh, he didn't lose that match. But uh, Daniel Bryan, A, sporting a new haircut, looking stylish, uh, talks about Jay Uso. They'll be fighting off in the main event, and he says that Jay has a, a devil on his shoulder, but so does Daniel Bryan. He gets really animated, he gets really into it, and he storms off. Uh, also backstage, Adam Pierce announces that Otis will be the fide, the final member of Team SmackDown, uh, and Chad Gable comes in and celebrates him. But this is to the chagrin of Natalia, as she complains to Adam Pierce that you know Pierce didn't just pick her to be on the SmackDown team, but he did pick one person, and that person was Bailey, who then later in the night makes herself the team captain. You have Seth Rollins after this cutting a, a scathing promo on Murphy. And we didn't mention go into full detail about SmackDown last week, but Buddy Murphy, Murphy, whatever you want to call him, aligned himself with Mysterio Mysterio's family as he is uh, Aaliyah's on-screen boyfriend, um, you know, his Judas. And then Rollins said when he's done with him, Murphy will go back to being what he was. And that was nothing, which, you know, hypes up their match for later in the night. You have a, a second chance qualifier match as Natalia picks up the victory over Tamina. You have Bianca Belair on commentary. You have Bailey walk out uh, afterwards. Everybody, uh, Tamina taps out from a sharpshooter. Bailey gets in the ring. The Riot Squad gets in the ring. They all hug. They shake hands. You know, Bailey's going into Survivor Series as the the quote unquote captain, but you know, Bianca Belair uh, doesn't seem too happy about it. Uh, you have the big contract signing between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns doesn't come out at first to his music, and then he takes his sweet time, walks down with Paul Heyman. And I just thought this was just, it was a weird promo to do in the ring because they didn't have their microphones. But again, you know, this, these are things that you can get away with on SmackDown. And also, you can, not even just SmackDown, but you can get away with it in the Thunderdome because you don't have that roaring crowd there. And, but was it me? Or did it sound like there was, like, Vuvuzelas going off the entire time while watching SmackDown? There was just that, that background noise that was just... The second SmackDown came, I'm like, what is going on? Is there Vuvuzelas? Is there something in the background? Uh, but anyway, you know, Roman Reigns calls him, you know, the number two champion. He's the number one. And Drew McIntyre says, oh, yeah, nope, it's, it's going to be me. And these guys, uh, you know, they sign their contracts. So they're going to have a big match at uh, Survivor Series, which I think I spoke to Dave earlier in the show that it was supposed – I was hearing reports of how it was going to be Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre at uh, WrestleMania this coming year. So maybe that gets scrapped and Big E gets put in the place that he deserves to be, and that's been the main event of WrestleMania. Next up, you have Murphy picking up what you could say is the biggest win of his WWE tenure, picking up the victory over Seth Rollins. This was all – Hard-fought, back-and-forth match. You have Rollins getting in the face of Dominic. You have him getting face of Rey Mysterio. When did, when did Rey Mysterio get two eyes back? And he has two eyeballs now. Because I know he lost one for that eye-for-an-eye match. Um, but ultimately, it was Murphy hitting the ropes, hitting the knee, and he hits the Murphy's Law for a big win. So I, I'm hoping that this feud between Rollins and the Mysterio alliance is over. We know that Rollins does have a kid on the way with Becky Lynch this week. Those uh, maternity pictures were were put out, which were uh, were outstanding. So maybe he's going to take some time off now. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So maybe he'll take some time off, kind of reinvent himself again from this like greater good Messiah type character, uh, and you know, spend some family time. You know, becoming you know being a dad, and then coming back and being better than ever. Which uh, which would be pretty cool. You had a in-ring promo after this with Sasha and Asuka just hyping themselves up. No one's ready for Asuka. Yeah, well, it's boss time. And then Carmella comes and beats up Sasha Banks. Uh, and, you know, she did tell her to watch her back, and she uh, kicks Sasha Banks in the face. 
Um, so yeah, that hypes up that uh, champion versus champion match at uh, Survivor Series this weekend. Uh, you have backstage before the next match. You have uh, Kayla with Jey Uso. Kayla wants to ask uh, Jey Uso a question, but she, you know she's kind of iffy. If you know, Jey Uso has permission to do it, and he says he does what he wants, uh, and he's going to do what to Daniel Bryan what he wants to do, which then sets up your main event of the evening as Daniel Bryan picks up the victory. Over Jay Uso getting some retribution, but not the stable. Um, th- there's no pun there at all. Over Jay Uso for uh, putting him through a table a couple weeks back. You know, it was Daniel Bryan uh, reversing. You can kind of say, you know, Uso going for that big Uso splash. Daniel Bryan gets the knees up and then hooks uh, Jay Uso's legs for the victory. You know, yes, yes, yes. And that is the end of the show for you and then they just kind of hype up everything that's going on this Sunday at Thunderdome it is SummerSlam and first of all it's the 30th anniversary of The Undertaker uh, him saying his final farewells um I would go into predictions but Dave's not here and frankly um Am I going to watch it? I'll probably watch the Undertaker segment. That's about it. Don't get me wrong. They, there's going to be a battle royal for uh, a dual brand battle royal, which just kind of shows you that, you know, last year NXT was such a part of Survivor Series, and this year it's not even mentioned. So, again, all those people, oh, NXT is not, th- not a third brand. It's a third brand. Sorry, guys. There's Raw SmackDown. Brandon's going to... I'll just tell you all Brandon's predictions. Um, he thinks he has no clue with the battle royal, so he's going to say Ali. Um, when it comes to Sasha Banks versus Asuka, he's going to say Sasha Banks. Uh, New Day versus the Street Profits, he says New Day. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, he's going to say Bobby Lashley. Uh, the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown women's, he's going to go with Team Raw. Uh, the Team Raw versus SmackDown men's, he's going to go with Team SmackDown. And with Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, he's going to say Roman Reigns. And I believe him on that one because you can't touch Roman Reigns at all right now excuse me, uh, in the WWE. So that is all of the sports entertainment talk. Next week, we'll talk about Survivor Series in full detail. Hopefully, Brandon will be back so he can talk about it in full detail. Um, And we can just talk about how awesome The Undertaker was, is, and will always will be. Um, But until then, we're going to take a break. Pause for the cause, as people like to say. uh, And we will have some words from Manscaped. Support for Marking Out comes from Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. I've used so many store-bought buzzers before, and they never do the trick. Every single time, my chestnuts get uh, you know nicked and cut up, and it's not fun at all, especially during the holiday season. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0 which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. And that's why I got two of them. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver An anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant under your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for the Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking. And these products smell good. Good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all. 
the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS, that's three. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Ho, 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 ho. Back here on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Um, always super psyched to have Manscaped aboard, especially during the holiday season. So make sure your balls are jingling by going to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save 20% off and free shipping. I mean, let's say you feel awkward about buying somebody the the buzzer. Hey, guess what? Here's a buzzer for your balls. There's plenty of other stuff over there. There's cologne. There's like nail clipping kits. There's great stocking stuffers on top of, uh, you know, the crop the crop preserver, uh, the shampoo that I use in the shower every day. I loofah myself up. I know I've, I've if you've listened to the show for a long time, you've always you've heard me say that I'm a bar soap kind of guy. But this is uh, really kind of changed my perspective. It smells great. Um, I really dig it, and it's a uh, part of my daily routine now. So go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save 20% off and free shipping. Um, and now let's head over uh, to some sports, uh, not sports entertainment. We talked enough about that stuff. Pro wrestling talk. So unfortunately, I didn't get around to watching Turning Point this week. Um, which I'm kind of bummed about because you can kind of say Impact Wrestlers and Impact had a big weekend. Uh, but two big things you can take away, which I know that happened on Turning Point, was one, we have a new Knockouts champion in Deanna Perrazzo, um, defeating Sue Young in that no disqualification match. There was reports, you know, saying that Kylie, before she, you know, retired wrestling, was in for this big push. She was going to be a very long reigning Knockouts champion. Um, so, I mean, they're putting it back on her, which I think I like it. I feel like the focus, however, of, you know, the Impact Knockouts for right now is not going to be the Knockouts Championship. And it's going to be more focused on the tag team division because that tag team tournament starts off this week. Uh, and we'll kick it. And then second big thing is uh, these guys had a huge weekend as they had Talk and Shop a Mania 2 on Friday night. And you'll hear me talk about that at my Markout Moments. But... They also procured the Impact Tag Team Championship, defeating the North. The Good Brothers are your new Impact Tag Team Champions. Which, since you know the start of them coming into Impact Wrestling, you knew that they were going to get the tag team titles at some point. You thought it was going to be a Bound for Glory. They did the. They had the North win it, um, but now the Good Brothers are winning it. But there's also kind of reports going out there too that you know. Ethan Page's contract's up, you know, this week is you know, the last big set of tapings for Impact for 2020, and he might not be resigning. He hasn't done a contract yet. You know, he posted a video on his vlog where, you know, he was just oh, about to address it, and the Karate Man came and beat him up. So we'll see where that goes. I like the North. Um, we could talk about the PWI. Let's talk about it. So the PWI... Uh, tag Team Top 50 was FTR, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page. And, like, the North was, like, number four. Me and Brandon both agree, you know, New Day should be number one for everything that they've done with the SmackDown Tag Team titles and, the tag, and you know, everything. And also the North, they should be number two. They had the longest reign out of all of those. It's just these Mark fanboys think that Kenny Omega and Adam Page were so good. They didn't, they, they and I, I said it, I said it when we talk about AEW all the time. It's... Two singles guys becoming a tag team. It's not like they were a co- they weren't a tag team being a tag team, because the big payoff was this eliminated tournament with that Kenny Omega one. But anyway, I I digress. Let's head into Impact Wrestling from this week. Um, you started off with Moose defeating Willie Mack in a no disqualification match via stoppage. Um, he hits a big spear. He hits these big elbows. Um, and yeah, Moose continuing his winning ways since uh, confront uh, you know having that match with uh, EC3 in the narrative. Uh, next segment was this like kind of memory lane type tr- uh, treehouse segment with the Rascals because this you know was billed as the the Rascals' last match in Impact Wrestling, and it was funny. All these treehouse type things I thought have been hilarious. Very very well done. Um, you have. 
Tommy Dreamer still trying to investigate who shot Johnny Bravo at his wedding. Uh, the Deaners informed Tommy Dreamer that they think it could be Johnny Swinger. He interviews Johnny Swinger, and Johnny Swinger's like, oh, yeah, I got a gun right here. But I don't think it's Johnny Swinger. I think maybe somebody planted it on him. So, anyway, next up, you had the return of suicide. Uh, ending in a no contest because you have Eric Young and his new partner of Joe Doring, who I know nothing about. I know he came out at Turning Point, and they just destroyed everybody. Eric Young gets on the microphone. He says, you know, the same line that he said in all those Bound for Glory promos. Uh, you know, this world doesn't belong to them. It belongs to us. So maybe you didn't know who the us was. Maybe you think it was Eric Young with the split personality disorder. But now you know who the, the us is. So maybe now, going forward, it's going to be Eric Young and Joe Doring versus the Good Brothers. Next up, you have Deanna Perrazzo being interviewed about her no disqualification match. Um, and she said they're going to turn their attention to the Knockouts tag title. What did I just say two minutes ago? Um, and then it, a, a terrifying message appears in blood behind Deanna Perrazzo, and they uh, get all freaked out. Joe Doring and Eric Young were not done with just the carnage they caused in the ring. They had a backstage segment as well where they were confronted by Rhino and then they take out Rhino and then they trap his friend Heath in a room. So maybe that's maybe that's the first you know feud they go into is with Heath and Rhino. Heath's like, "Yeah, no, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm not hurt. I'm not I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt." Somebody who has been on the rise since coming into Impact Wrestling has been Brian Myers as he picks up a victory over Crazy Steve, this stemming from Turning Point as Crazy Steve came to the aid of Swoggle. Um, this was a great match, and I, I was talking to a good friend, Anthony, about this. I'm like, I don't know who to root for here, Brian Myers, who's just awesome, or Crazy Steve, who has a Jane Doe tattoo and Jane Doe on his knee pad, you know, because I'm a, a big fan of the band Converge, and it looks like Crazy Steve is too. But Brian Myers hits the, the what was called at one point the clothesline from Stanford uh, for the victory. You have tournament action as Havoc and Nevaeh defeat Tennille and uh, Alicia Edwards to advance in the Knockouts tournament. This is totally expected, as and you don't think Tennille Dashwood can have some sort of uh, chemistry with any woman in the Impact uh, Knockouts roster. Hernandez picks up the victory over Falaba. You know, this kind of going back for the long time feud of who stole Hernandez's roll of cash, um, but it reaches its conclusion as for, as Hernandez squashes Falaba. He, you know, hits the uh, top rope splash for the win. I always like seeing Hernandez go off top rope. Big guys, uh, you know, big guys going off the top top rope, which is awesome. You have a backstage segment with Scott Demore telling TJP he was uh, pulling for him. In that last chance match against uh, Rohit Raju last week. Um, and he suggests that nobody by the name of TJP can challenge Rohit again as long as he's champion. So maybe TJP becomes suicide. And maybe suicide becomes a tag team champion. But uh, Ethan Page interrupts a conversation after this with Scott Tamora and the tag team champions requesting a rematch. But Anderson says that next week... He has to get through a phenomenal opponent first. We all know it's not going to be AJ Styles. AJ Styles is still on the is still in the WWE roster. But maybe, as I said, I think I said it to Brandon. I think it might be one of Gallo's quote unquote minions. If you watch Talk and Shop Mania Full Keg, one of his minions won a uh, the right to have a match on Impact. So maybe it's him dressed up with uh, dressed up as AJ Styles. With you know AJ Styles TNA music, which would be hilarious, and the sheets would go nuts when you heard hit that first like downbeat of AJ's uh, Impact music. So we'll see next week what happens. And last but not least, least least wow, you have uh, the last match in the Rascals' history in Impact Wrestling. You have Trey Miguel and Rich Swan pick up the victory over Dez and Wentz. Uh, this was emotional. Um, because everybody and their mother throughout the night was saying, you know, how awesome the Rascals is, how cool they are. They've been, quote-unquote, evicted from their treehouse. And they put on, uh, you could say, a clinic here. Just kind of show them how good these guys are. Um, and, you know, they did it with one of their best friends in Rich Swan. 
Uh, Swan capitalizing with a super kick on Dez to get the win. And it was kind of, you know, it was kind of emotional because it, it looks like these guys were so important to the locker room and to Impact Wrestling, you know, since the quote-unquote rebirth again of Impact Wrestling. Um, reports are going all over the place now this week. They're saying they're go, they're going to be a part of the next uh, performance center uh, class. You know, they're saying uh, Dez and Wentz are going to NXT, and Dre Miguel is going to is going to AEW. Wherever these guys go, um, a you will not see a gimmick like the Rascals, the Treehouse jackets. They say 420 on the back of them, and music that starts off with freaking bong rips. You're not going to see that anywhere ever again. So I love this. I thought it was fun. And I always said, too, like they, they come out. They're all jovial and happy. They're getting into their music. Um, but post-match, however, you know, these guys are uh, get behind the curtain. They're all hugging. They're all crying, stuff like that. And then Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock beat up all of them. And Shamrock delivers a knockout shot to Rich Swan to advance to their world title match next week. So next week we're going to get Rich Swan versus Ken Shamrock. Do we think we could see Ken Shamrock winning the Impact title? Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. We're also going to see uh, a phenomenal opponent against Ethan Page next week. So that should be interesting for Impact Wrestling. And it's kind of bummed that we're not going to see the Rascals again next week. I hope they have like a hype video kind of, you know, hyping their emotional goodbye and stuff like that. But we shall see. And let's kick it over to Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida for All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Uh, you kick off the show with the Young Bucks picking up the victory over top flight Darius and Dante Martin. Um, I like the nice little video package that they gave top flight beforehand. It looks like maybe they had somebody at, what was it, um, like the collective because it looked like it was that same building. You know, kind of putting them over, you know, putting over the, had top flight putting over the Young Bucks. Uh, but it was the Young Bucks with the BTE trigger to pick up the, the victory. I know I saw reports earlier in the day that allegedly the Young Bucks said, you know, they're going to they're gonna make top flight th- that night. They didn't make them. I mean, they gave them a good showing, and they should have them more on All Elite Wrestling. Because post-match, you had TH2, Jack Evans, and Angelico uh, attack these guys. And, you know, Nick and Jack, Nick and Mac Jackson pushed them away, and we go on and uh, we go on to the next segment which was the Inner Circle slaying Las Vegas. Uh, I'm just going to cover the whole thing here because, you know, it was a kind of like it went to two segments. Um, it was it was the hangover with the Inner Circle. Um, uh, like, once they woke up the next morning, you kind of saw... Uh, no, once MJF started talking about that, he thought he was a lone wolf, and he found a wolf pack. I was like, okay, they're doing the hangover here. Um I mean, I, I like the, the cinematic style segments and stuff like that, but come on. I popped huge for Conan coming out and then them all coming out with the, the very smoky limousine ride. So we'll, we'll see how, you know, next week uh, how they're all not hung over anymore, the inner circle. Next up, you have Orange Cassidy pick up the victory over super bad Kip Sabian. Uh, post-match, Miro runs down, tries to take out Orange Cassidy. Who got the win? Uh, and the best friends uh, came out too, so maybe we'll see like a two-on-three match to kind of blow off this little feud that's going on here. Or maybe Kip and Miro will get another friend. We'll see. After this, you have the contract signing for John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. By the way, I can't even—I can't even believe I didn't talk about this. So earlier in the night, John Moxley has a promo. Brandon's gonna be so upset with me that I'm out of order here but this is this is like one of the bigger things that came out of AEW he starts cutting this promo he's like oh yeah you know uh we're the good guys we're the good guys I have titles on two different continents I have a pregnant wife at home nonchalantly just saying like Renee Young Renee Paquette whatever she's going by these days is uh is uh is pregnant so congratulations to them on that happy couple bringing in a bundle of joy into this world so that's really cool uh but he says it so nonchalantly I went back three times like wait did he just say that Renee Young's pregnant Went back, went back. I was like, oh, yeah, wow. And then Twitter blew up. And a lot of people did the same thing as me. But anyway, you're supposed to have this contract signing. Kenny Omega versus uh, John Moxley for the December 2nd episode of Dynamite. It's now being called Winter is Coming. 
if you get that, it's to the uh, Game of Thrones. That'd be really cool if that day they had, like, a Game of Thrones-style entrance. I know Brandon's like, oh, that's so stupid. Game of Thrones is stupid. But I think it would be... I was a big fan of the show, so... Mm. We gotta take a swig for the working man of some water, because it's 2.27 while I record this. Ah! Anyway, uh... John Moxley doesn't show up. He's shown on the backstage, uh, knocked out. He's got a bloody nose. Uh... Doc Samson says he wants to stabilize his neck, and you know Kenny Omega is just sitting there. He's like, "Oh yeah, every time he tries to get break with me, it's something else." So um, maybe this will be a way to kind of write off Moxley into the sunset, while, and Kenny Omega will uh, be, uh, you know, be your AEW champion. Next up, you had the back, the the back, the bastard, the ba- the bastard, bastard, whatever it is. Regardless, use that coupon code free shipping. Pack picks up the victory over the blade in a, a singles match. This this was Pac's first match in eight months. This match delivered. This is the one match out of AEW Dynamite that I was really looking forward to. I told Dave while we were recording um, Raw, I was like, "This is the one match because this is going to be your quote unquote work rate match." It was it was awesome. Pac hits a su- uh, shooting star press and a brutalizer for the brutalizer for the win. Um, Post match, however. Pack grips the microphone, says Eddie Kingston, starts calling out Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston runs out, the Butcher comes out too, then Ray Phoenix comes out and helps out Pack, and then you have Penta, Penta El Zero Miedo come out with a chair, who's part of this like family type thing, but he helps out Pack and Ray Phoenix, because, you know, the Lucha Brothers, and also before Pack had to go into isolation... They had the Death Triangle, which looked like it was going to be a huge thing. So now, what I'm really stoked about is you're going to have the Death Triangle versus the family in some sort of, like, wild match here, which which is going to be fun, because I like all these guys. I like this feud going forward. Really, really cool. Next up, you had a backstage segment with Jade Cargill, and she stomped on Ran- uh, Randy Brandy Rhodes' arm on a steel chair. Uh, Naya... Uh, Rose and Vicky Guerrero were running interference for Jade on Brandy, so maybe now there's this kind of alliance going on with Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero and the Nightmare family because you saw a Red Velvet come to the aid of – and Serena Deeb come to the aid of Brandy. But Ser- that's not the last time you'll see Serena Deeb as she successfully defended her NWA World Women's Championship against the former champion Thunder Rosa. So this match, I like this match a lot. However, like in w- in the middle when like Reba tries to interfere and then Britt Baker DDTs Thunder Rosa on the ramp, like that should have been the end of the match. In my because then then you had like another like five to seven minutes of action there. Serena Deeb does pick up the 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 victory, uh, but I guess we're still gonna see Thunder Rosa in AEW because maybe she'll now have a. Feud going on with Britt Baker as after the match, Thunder Rosa, you know, got some stiff shots in on Britt Baker and they brawled. So, pretty cool on that. You have a John Silver and a Jay promo after this as John Silver talks about his win streak, uh, and a Jay's win streak as uh, she's joined the Dark Order. And she said she's de- he's demanding that Tony Khan give Anna Jay a title shot next week. Uh, it was announced that Tony Khan signed that match. So, Adijay versus Hikaru Shida. I want Adijay to win this. Because I, I I don't see anything with Shida's title reign. You know? it's I feel like you have to give the Dark Order something else. You know, they were so hot and heavy. And then Brody lost the title. And then they've kind of just been... I, want to say, I don't want to say they've been floundering. But they've been kind of like thrown to the wayside. And now have Adijay win or be that like spotlight. She's the, she's the queen slayer. Come on, give her some, give her some backing here. Next up, your main event of the evening. Saw Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage pick up the victory over Cody Rhodes and your AEW. No, not your AEW. I can't keep getting that wrong, man. And the TNT champion Darby Allen with Brian Cage picking up a outstanding top rope avalanche drill claw to pick up the victory. How cool was this? But the bigger story was after this match, as Team Taz is, you know, beating down C- Cody and Darby, Ref calls for Bell, Will Hobbs runs in, rushes in with the chair, Team Taz patters out, Hobbs picks up the FTW title that Brian Cage dropped in the ring, 
and he smacks Cody in the head with it. I'm pumped about this. This is awesome. You have Will Hobbs join Team Taz. I like the graphic that they put on afterwards. Uh, you know, Will Hobbs is now Team Taz. We build assassins. It was so cool. And you talk about like kind of like stables and stuff like that, which is like the here's there's all these stables. You get the Death Triangle. You got the Nightmare Family. You get the Dark Order. Here's another cool one that kind of reminds me of Evolution, where you have Flair as being your Taz. Then you had Triple H, which is your, essentially your Brian Cage. And then you have your two up and, and then you have Randy Orton, which is Ricky Starks. And then you have Dave Batista, which is going to be your Will Hobbs. This is a cool pairing. It's a great way to introduce because they, they just like Will Hobbs had like a cup of coffee on Dynamite. And then they bring him in to do this awesome. Now they're bringing him into Team Taz. It's going to be great. I'm stoked about it. Now, like, this will get people familiar with Will Hobbs. You put him in tag team matches. You put him, like, at a match against Cody on Dynamite. It's just fun. I-, I enjoyed this episode of Dynamite, other than, like, the Hangover thing and the Young Bucks match, but that's just me being a partic- picky mark. Um, and that's it on Dynamite for this week. No shameless plugs for this week, but um, it's time for Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. My match of the week this week, seeing as how this Sunday is the Undertaker's final farewell, I'm going to give you uh, what I think is the Undertaker's best match. WrestleMania 25, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Um, I cried during this match because it was that outstanding. We watched it at my friend Mike's house, um, and we all marked out really super-duper hard for this so yeah go check it out it's on the network the undertaker versus Shawn michaels wrestlemania 25 um and in his pre-recorded segment brandon who are you shouting out hello there this is randy newman and you're listening to brandon shout outs because you got some shout outs from brandon now when do i get paid the hershey kisses christmas commercial gets the first shout out I saw it on television the other day, and it's my favorite commercial of all time. I think it's been given a shout-out before, but uh, yeah, I just like that commercial so much. If you don't know what it is, I'll play a quick uh, audio version of it that I just did, but uh, so keep in mind it's not the actual thing, but it, it goes something like, it's part of my childhood the next shout out goes to the mortician the story of paul bearer it's the new documentary on wwe network and it's so good i wish it was longer i i really miss paul bear and i appreciated the behind the scenes look into his career uh so if you haven't checked that out yet on the wwe network definitely check that out and the last shout out sticking with the 30 years of undertaker undertaker versus cm punk from wrestlemania 29 gets a shout out it was another Undertaker match that I attended. Um, it was spoken about in the Paul Bear documentary. And it's really cool that a whole feud was built around Paul Bear for that match. Um, so you could check that match out on the WWE Network as well. Fantastic shout outs as always by Brandon. We wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, and now it's time for it. Oh. Markout moment of the week. Uh, I gotta get my full mark out, and I know I didn't talk about it on the show. To talk and shop a mania too, it was ridiculous. The one thing I popped out super hard for was during the Brian Myers Rory Fox match, <laughs> when Brian starts doing the the Matt Car- what, what Gallows called the Matt Cardona comeback, when he gave him the elbow, the elbow, and then gave him the the boot in the corner. You hear Gallows go, 
Oh my god, did he just give the Cardona comeback? I laughed and I popped so hard. I popped for all the references in there. The main event was outstanding. Bravo to everybody that shot the uh, Mexican deathmatch between Chico El Luchador and Chavo Guerrero, which I thought was really funny. Um, but unfortunately, I can't go into full detail because this is a PG show. So do us yourself a favor. Have a couple of cocktails. Um, if you are over the age of 21, sit back and really enjoy. This is, It really was worse than the first. I was talking to good friend Anthony, and we were both sitting there going, and he, he was enjoying a, a couple of cocktails as well. And we're just like, this is just so terrible. But it was so fun, and I hope that they get out of the red, as they're saying, because of this, and we get a talk and shop of Mania 3, because the best things happen in, in trios. You know, uh, Star Wars, uh, Return of the Jedi, The Empire Strikes Back. The the graphics already out there for Talking Shop of Mania 3, so we got to make it happen, folks. So anyway, thank you very much for listening to Marking Out Episode 511. This is the uh, Chris Show V3, and there might be a Chris Show V4, uh, depending on how Brandon is feeling. Again, we wish him uh, a very speedy recovery in this. Make sure you wear your mask, folks. Wash your hands. Because, you know, we're not just just saying this to, you know, get some clicks and stuff like this. This is a real thing. And it's not going anywhere unless we all do our part. Um, Regardless from our stance on certain uh, situations going on in life, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash market11. We got the Sunday night stream at twitch.tv slash out. No Mercy turned 20 this week. So I should have played it on No Mercy's birthday, but... I didn't, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Chris Weendog. Follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore Mo, and Brandon on all of his social media channels at BTTG161. And remember, big pro wrestling tea sale starts the 24th, but until next week, I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. And good luck from chocolate candy. You're not doing it in our room. Nope. No way.